What is going on, fellow chatters? Today on the show, I get a chance to chat with executive editor of SavvyMom.ca, author Rebecca Eckler. We chat about her new book, Blissfully Blended Bullshit, Motherhood and Weed, and How to Deal with Pro-Leagues. The coffee that is along for the ride today is home-brewed, and now, here is my chat with Rebecca Eckler. How are things today, Rebecca? Uh, very good, thank you. Aside from the fact that I'm freezing cold, but that's okay. <laughs> yes, and a little bit of a transition for you, because I think you spent, what, last couple of weeks in Mexico enjoying the sun? And you come I back, did. And while you're away, it actually wasn't too bad of weather. And then you come back and it's minus, what, 20? <laughs> I know, but I like to consider myself like a senior citizen. If it's not like minimum 80 <laughs> degrees, then I'm not happy. <laughs> and you're not going outside. Exactly. <laughs> now, you have a new book coming out this year called Blissfully Blended Bullshit. And yes. it's about the not-so-fun truth of blending families, and you definitely have a, a bit of experience with that. Oh, yes. I had um, seven years of uh, experiencing blended families, um, and I'm very excited about this book for kind of two reasons. First, just um, kind of on a superficial level, that it's like my 10th book. So I'm very excited about that. I managed to reach number book number 10. Um, but also, I think it's probably my most personal uh, memoir. Um, and I think it, that will really resonate with people uh, just based purely on statistics that, you know, by the year 2020, which is uh, you know, not, not so far off, actually, <laughs> that there'll be more kind of blended families than there are going to be traditional families. So there's a lot of people who need help and guidance and just a, a shoulder to cry on, a friend to, to, to know that they're, they're, they're not alone out there um, with all the ups and downs that come with blended families. Um, did you find uh, some, there are some pluses to having a blended family? Oh yeah, of course. There's there's uh, there's a there's a lot of positives um, with having a blended family. Um, first of all, for me, it was like a second chance relationship. Um, I had met um, uh, my, my well, he's now. I, I don't want to ruin the book for anybody, but um, you know, I met him nine years after uh, you know I had my daughter and. Um, um, yeah, so, you know, it gave me a second chance and, uh, and, and, and I didn't really understand and, about going into a blended family. I never really like thought of, of, you know, what the difficulties would be. We never really discussed anything. We kind of were like free willing teenagers, you know, <laughs> you know, with the, just the love blinders on. And, you know, at the beginning it was, it was really, really good. Actually, there was, no problems. The kids liked me. We all liked each other. And what I found interesting is that um, the problems came later. They didn't come at the beginning. Um, and a lot of um, uh, researchers have said it takes five years to become comfortable in a blended family. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like the first few years were actually amazing. And then it, it kind of turned. So I, I found that kind of interesting. Oh, great. So I have a little, I'm still on the up on the roller coaster then. 
Pardon me? I said, I'm still up on the roller coaster then. I'm only two years yeah, old. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you never know what can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know what can happen. Um, but there's just so much about blended families that people don't understand. And, and you know, you, you say when you marry someone, you marry their family. Um, but You literally marry their family. You literally marry their family. <laughs> but, you know, there's other people that when you blend effect that you don't actually even think about, like uh, my daughter's father, for example, and uh, my now ex-partner's ex-wife and, you know, the new mother-in-laws, the old mother-in-laws. There's so many people blending effects that you don't actually think about, you know, as outside, you know, your, your immediate family. But yeah, blending affects so many people. I even get down to how it affected the dog. <laughs> well, I think like, the dog for, did not yeah. like the blending. <laughs> like, for, for me, the hardest thing about about the blended family is the other co-parent. Uh, you know, the mom of my daughters. That's that was the hardest challenge. Is is how does that relationship go with, you know, my new partner and my ex, and how they, you know help in raising my daughters yeah and it's that that also brings up i was talking about it the other day about you know people are always uh speaking speaking about you know positive co-parenting and this and that and i'm not really convinced that um well i'm definitely not convinced that every family is going to have a positive co-parenting just you know sometimes you just can't make it work. There's a reason you got separated, right? Um, but, uh, and I also found it interesting that, you know, for seven years, I, you know, I was in this relationship, but my daughter's father and my daughter's grandparents on her side, they never really asked about my blended family life until after it was over. Um, so, um I, I think, you know, a lot of people like they just don't know how to act. They don't know what to say. They don't know, you know, if they're prying, if they're asking about your new life. Um, yeah. So it, it, there's 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 just so many things I that that I wasn't prepared for and I didn't see coming. Um, um, yeah. And there's I mean, there's I, I get into a lot of things from the smallest things like um I call it like the high buy fight. Like we got into an argument about who should say hi when walking in the door first. I don't think that would happen in a traditional family. Uh, I think for me, even like coming down to, to the bare point of, of cleaning, of cleaning, you, you know, it's, you've got, not only have you got a, a new partner to sort of kind of get familiar with, you've got, you know, for me, it, it was older teenage daughters and it's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, they, they, and, and... they have their own life. They have their own mind. So it's like, you know, a little bit of a challenge trying to sort of uh, navigate day to day. Well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, yeah, they, uh, my, my bonus daughters were, were when I met them, they were seven and nine. So they became teenagers. But you know what? They were good kids. For all intents and purposes, they were good kids. I yeah. I didn't have the problem. A lot of the time, I come down hard on very like very hard on myself because I always felt like I was doing something wrong. I was getting in trouble for something. Um, you know, uh, 
you realize well first of all listen you if you're in a if you're in a blended family and you meet someone with kids listen they're going to always have known their kids longer than they've known you right so right from the yeah. beginning um they already have a relationship um and then you come in right so <laughs> Yeah, um, and it was, for me, it was right off the bat. It was, I don't trust that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, we've been pretty good about, you know, we've been pretty good about that. Um, well, it was 14, 16, 18, so of course they're not going to trust me. Yeah, and I don't I, I don't think you can expect it, you know, like every, you know, yeah. and I don't think you can force that kind of thing. I think, no. you know, like in life and in family, like respect has to be earned, especially in a blended family, right? They're not going to love you off the bat. And I don't think anyone should pretend to, to, to force that kind of love. Um, you know, I'm, I, I was lucky, like my bonus daughters had a perfectly good mother. I had no relationship with a mother. Um, and, um, yeah, but a lot of, you know, a lot of people, you know, do get along with their new spouse's wife. And I just, I, I, I can't buy into that. I just, I, I, I don't believe that it can all be like happy, 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 right? Because you're living next door to your ex now. Um, I just, I just don't believe it's human that, that some sort of jealousy or. As long or, as they're not uh, yelling at each other, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, switching a little bit, but staying kind of with the family, you've been uh, a proponent uh, of motherhood and weed. And now that it's legal in Canada, <laughs> well, now that it's legal in Canada, is it still like a, a taboo, do you find? Not really, you know. In fact, uh, we had a secret Santa um, at our office and... Um, I, I was away for it. So when I came back, my, my gift was on my desk and it was um, two mugs. One said boss mom and one said, you know, the mom of the year or something. But inside those mugs was a little bottle of weed. <laughs> and I was like, I love my secret Santa. <laughs> um, but no, like I don't, I don't, judge people who do it but i also don't advocate for it i mean i'm not going out saying you know mothers you should go smoke pot i but i'm more like ah you're a mother who smokes pot okay i get it like it's, it's <laughs> yeah so I, I don't judge but i don't yeah. advocate well i wasn't saying my, my advocate but you you you've de you definitely you've written articles on, on sort of the pro that it's not that big of a deal um listen it took how long did it take our government to finally legalize? Like we've been talking about this for like three decades now. So the fact that it even actually happened, I'm still in shock because it took so many years. And um, I mean, only time will tell, uh, um, you know, what the effects are. I mean, um, for me, like I know people who, who uh will you know in what, what, what do we say inhale before work like i can't i can't i can't work if i'm on like i i keep it to you know the night the night time when the kids are asleep and and uh you know but um yeah no i i think the stigma is gone um and the other interesting thing is like i like i'm not a drinker so 
I'm, I'm not like one of those mummies who say, oh, wine time, it's mummy drink time or anything like that. You know, I rather just uh, enjoy uh, another vice yeah. in, in, a diff- in a different way. And I, I think moving forward, it just, I mean, depends on the generation you grew up, sort of your environment that you grew up, that whether it is a stigma or a taboo. Yeah, I mean... I've no, I like the response that I've got. No one's ever, no one's such has ever come up to me and said, Oh my God, what you're doing is totally wrong. Or, um, you know, I've interviewed a ton of mothers who once, uh, uh, marijuana became legal, like not, not just started to try it, but they're, you know, they're like openly admitting it now. Right. So yeah. it's not like mothers have never smoked pot before. It's just now it's like, oh, it's okay. It's legal. Yeah. Like, And sometimes I forget that too, right? Like when I'm talking about it, I'll be like, I shouldn't be talking about this. I'm like, no, no, wait, I can. It's legal. It's. <laughs> but I, I do worry about, the, you know, like teenagers uh, using pot and things like that, just only because I think their brains are still developing and, and um, I, I, you know, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor. So, um, but I, I, you know, you don't want it at your teenage, you know. Well, no, I, I think like, as I said, like having it legalized, at least now you can say, hey, here's, you know, here are some actual facts that why you shouldn't or, you know, and once you're of a certain age, then, you know, you're more than right to. Yeah, I, I I know, and I know a lot of you know uh, people now trying to you know they their parents are you know getting elderly and you know they're even trying it because you know it it does help them. Yeah, I I mean for that I I I don't know because uh, for me even like over the counter drugs I'm flat my back so <laughs> I don't yeah. know I don't know what weed would do to me. <laughs> But like, let, let, let's make it clear. I'm not a pothead. Yes. No, no, I'm not, not yeah, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I say for me, but, I don't know. But I think but, it's a good conversation that, that, that people should have. Right. So, I mean, like, what's the difference between a, a, a mother who comes home and drinks half a bottle of wine at night? Like to me, like I, I would not be able, I would be flat on my back. <laughs> like I couldn't parent. So. Yeah, I guess it just, I mean, like, you know, like alcohol, it just depends on your body. What, you know how your body takes the alcohol it'd be the same yeah and that's what you know when you have teenagers you have to kind of teach them that you have to teach them you know this is what's going to happen if you have this much to drink this is what's going to happen if you have this much to drink um yeah so i you know and 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 i think it's interesting because these kind of discussions have kind of forced parents to I think we'd be a little more open with their kids. And I think that's a good thing. Like I, I would never tell my mother anything. <laughs> my daughter tells me everything. And sometimes I think it's a little too much information for it. Like sometimes ignorance is bliss. No, I don't really want to hear about what you did at that party or whatever, but. Um, I think that's how we grew up though. <laughs> I grew up with the parents looking at the kids going, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Good. We're cool then. Yeah. And, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. I would come home, puke yeah. outside and go to bed and yeah. no one would be any of the wiser. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Now, now bring back to your coworkers who gave you a really, I guess, unique gift <laughs> that 
I guess you wouldn't see in an office. Uh, you wrote a, a pretty interesting article on Savvy Mom about colleagues being friends and not just work friends, in which you called them frolegs. Frolegs. <laughs> yeah, frolegs. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you think coworkers become close friends? I mean, obviously, over time, when you're working with someone or you're sitting near someone, uh, you know, they, you know, you start asking about their weekends and, you know, you learn a lot about them or, you know, you like their new hair color. So you start talking about that. Um, I've always said, and I, I did say this in the article, I like to keep my personal life separate from my work life. So um, when I was going through a very difficult time uh, during my divorce um, for months and months and months, like no one at my office knew about it. <laughs> and um, the only reason uh, one of them noticed it was because I, I guess my, I wasn't wearing my engagement ring anymore, but she didn't bring it up to me. Um, and it and, and, and I just don't feel comfortable, you know, sharing personal life into my work life. Um, and, and like I said in the story too, there's always someone in the office who's an oversharer and you're, you're thinking to yourself, why are you saying this? This could like totally come back to bite you in the butt or, or, or like keep that for your therapist. right? <laughs> like, um, but that, that's me. That's, that, that's me. I, you know, um, because if I didn't compartmentalize how bad my home life was at that time or in, you know, or I, I was a hot mess crying, you know, divorce is hard. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but I still like, you know, I got up, I went to the office, I got in my clothes and I just forced myself to get, you know, through the day without crying. Um, um, which I don't know if necessarily is a good thing or a bad thing to tell you the truth. <laughs> well, I, I think it's more of you just, you know, you didn't want, you just wanted to put on a good face for your coworkers and not have them be constantly worrying about you. Yeah. Worrying about me, but more worrying that I'm not going to get yeah. my job done yeah. because my personal life, life is affecting yeah. it. And I, um, I think there's a lot of people in that boat. I, yeah, I would, agree. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, you know, there's so many studies that say like your home life affects your work life and your work life affects your home life. So if you're happy at work, you're happy at home. If you're happy at home, you're happy at work. Um, I, I, you know, um, yeah. So, but it, no, but I, I, I do think that over a certain amount of uh, period of time, when you work with someone, they do become your friends, but you still want to be careful because, we all know that people gossip too, right? Yeah. So I, I could tell one person something and then the next thing I know, everybody in, else in the office uh, will know about it. Um, and yeah, so. <laughs> um, I, I think it's because work, play, work is sort of an easy place to get friends and we, we just suck as, as getting friendships as we get older. Well, and as we get older too, it's hard, it's hard because oh. do, do, do I like my colleagues enough to go out with them after work for a drink? Yes, I absolutely would love to, but I don't have the time to even see my like friends that I've had for 25 years, right? <laughs> yeah. We just get busier, busier because yeah. we have kids and especially when you become a single parent, 
you know, you want to spend the, the, the time you have with your kids, with your kids. And so it's such a balancing act. And then um, add on top of that blended families and you have no time. <laughs> yeah. You have no time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it becomes, yeah. And it becomes all about the kids. And, well, I mean, yeah. for this week, you know, I see my kids, you know, yesterday and today, and then that's it for five days. So I don't want to have to go out with friends. I want to hang out with my kids. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, that's the other thing, you know, when you're with your friends or, you know, and even yeah. the days I have, my my son like sometimes you you make plans and then you feel incredibly guilty because you only have your kids for you know half the week um and you're out with your friends but at the same time you really do have to have a social life as well like you need your own life that's just self-care that's just you know making you happy um so that's also a, a balancing act and you know, like when it comes to the blended families, there's just so many issues that like pop up. Like, do you have the same parenting styles, you know, like, you know, because they've already raised their kids in a certain way. And then um, interestingly, so in my blended family, I had a daughter. Um, my partner had two daughters and then we had a child together. So my son, um has three older sisters um, related to him by blood. Um, and unfortunately just, you know, you know, as the dust slowly starts to s- settle, it's weird because I know my son has these two sisters out there that I'm not really in touch with anymore. And that, that to me is, yeah. is, is very disheartening and it's sad, but it's a reality. Um and, you know, I encourage my daughter to keep in touch with uh, my part, my ex-partner's daughters. But, you know, they're all teenagers now, so they're all busy with their own yeah. lives. Um, but but what's very interesting is I actually at one point, you know, when everything was good and happy, I actually felt bad for my son for having parents who were together because he was watching his three sisters go off, you know, yeah. go go to their their in, in in his in my partner's case. His his daughters would go off to their moms, yeah. and my daughter would go off with her father. So he was the only one that stayed put. And I was like, I feel bad for this kid. All you know, his sisters all have two houses to go to, and he's just stuck here with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, he's probably, I, I, honestly, the most uh, well-rounded kid of divorce ever because he grew up watching his sisters go between houses so to him that's actually kind of normal yeah oh yeah right yeah yeah so it's it's interesting how like you know uh um um going to between two houses is actually becoming more normal than just going to one (laughs) to just having one house i mean I, i i found like like as long as the kids have a regular schedule and they're they're well loved no matter where they are they're they will adapt they will get used to it and it just becomes part of their life it does yeah absolutely it becomes part of their lives and um yeah you know and and when it comes to the blended family things i mean you know looking back there's i i keep thinking to myself like what could i have done differently what could i have done better and the honest truth is I could have done a lot of things differently, but like I said, you know, 
um, we were like freewheeling teenagers. We didn't, we, we didn't discuss anything. We didn't discuss, you know, the number one issue, you know, money, money, how that's going to be split, how our parenting styles are going to be split, who's going to take care of the chores, how much to chip in. I mean, there's just, it is such a complex relationship. For sure, for sure. (laughs) Uh, Coming up to the end of the chat, uh, I have a segment called Fast Five. Five questions. You just give me an answer that's the first thing that pops into your head. Oh, gosh. Okay. I don't know if I had enough coffee for this, but let's let's try it. Favorite place to vacation? Favorite place to vacation? Um, Mexico. Uh, Best thing about having kids? The cuddles. Poutine or pizza? Can I say both for that? Sure. At the same time, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Favorite beer or alcoholic drink? Tequila. It's always tequila. Uh, Favorite place to pick up a shot of Java? Oh, um, Tim Hortons, actually. Or McDonald's. I have to say, McDonald's makes great coffee. And where can people find you on the internets? Um, well, uh, Facebook under my name, Rebecca Eckler. And um, the website is SavvyMum.ca. And my book, Blissfully Blended Bullshit, will be coming out in May. Okay. Well, thanks very much for taking the time, having a quick chat with me. And you Thank have a you. good well, day. What kind of coffee are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking home-brewed. Nice. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. I would like to thank Rebecca Eckler for chatting with me, and thanks to you for tuning in. And you can contact me on Twitter, at Jason Perrier. That's at Jason, P-E-R-R-I-E-R, and use the hashtag chance to chat with if there's someone who you want me to chat with. Until we chat again, I'm out. <laughs>